Father, we are uh, wanting what you have for us this morning, Father. I thank you, Father, for the anointing that is resident in this pulpit and on this church, Father, uh, that is just helping me today just to speak your word, Father, uh, with clarity for the people uh, in such a way that it would just help their hearts, Father, that it would cause change in them. And Father, we just thank you that uh, the word is going forth and that everyone just will leave here uh, not the same. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right, well... uh, when Pastor had, had asked me to uh, minister this morning, he'd mentioned, and he didn't necessarily give me the direction, but he had just mentioned, hey, the Sunday before last, when he ministered on loving yourself, y'all remember that? Amen. It's a powerful time. Amen. Amen. Powerful message. And he said, you know, if you wanted to, that seemed kind of right. That seemed like it could kind of have more fleshed out. And if you want to go on that, in that direction, you know, you could. And so that seemed right to me. Amen. And so that's how we're going to go this morning. Now... I'm, I'm a straight shooter, you know, when you get to know me. Uh, my wife can tell you that. I, I just will tell it kind of how it is, you know, sometimes, and I have to be uh, told sometimes, you know, hey, let's soften it up a little. On that <laughs> you know, soften it up some. But uh, I'm just going to tell it straight and just some things that have helped me uh, in recognizing my, the value that I have in Christ Amen. and the value that my life and the plan of God for my life has uh, in Christ. Amen. 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 If you want to go to, uh, turn to Mark chapter 10, and we'll get there in a little bit. But uh, there was a price that was paid for you. Yeah. Amen. We talked about this last week. And uh, it had me thinking when Pastor mentioned it last week that uh, another thing about me you may not know, I'm kind of nerdy. I like learning, okay? And all kinds of different things I'll, I'll find interesting and I'll start looking into. So, uh, like I've read uh, books on economics and one particular law in economics is that whenever you're buying or selling something there's no such thing as an absolute value for an, for an item for something so to give an example like say you're going to get an iPad okay well an iPad costs let's say $500 well there's no it's not that the iPad is worth necessarily that $500 just objectively but what it is is that when you want an iPad, you want that iPad more than you want $500 in your pocket. <laughs> yeah. Amen? And Apple, the company, they want that $500 more than they want their iPad. Yeah. Amen? And so depending on how much you want something, you're willing to pay for it. And I have a, the most perfect example, and y'all all know it as soon as I say it. <laughs> the movie theater snacks. <laughs> Amen? Who here... Who here thinks the snacks are too... You just raise your hand. Who thinks they're too much for the snacks? It, it could be me included. Now, also, who here goes to a movie and gets snacks every time? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because it's not that a bucket of popcorn is worth $2 or whatever it is at the county fair or at the basketball game. It's worth whatever... No, I'm saying it, that's the cheaper time you can get it. It's at, like, you know, other places. You get it for $2, fifty. For a box of popcorn. But it's not worth that because when you're going to the movie theater, you're getting that same thing. You're willing to pay $10, $15 for it yep. because you want having some delicious, salty, buttery popcorn with your movie more than you want that $10. And I'd see it all the time. I worked at a concession stand. They'd come up and people would just give me all kinds of grief over the prices. And they'd say, That's insane. I cannot believe that that's $6 for a large drink. I can't believe that. You know, it was $6 then. I don't know what it is now. But, uh, I would just say, yeah, that's it, yeah, that's, that's our prices. And they're like, all right. And they start getting their money out every time. 
They were willing to pay it. Amen. So just know that no matter what you think about your value, you don't have an absolute value. Amen. You don't have just some value that says, oh, I'm worth this much. Amen. You're worth what somebody is willing to pay for you. Amen. When you think about it, Jesus, when he came, he wanted you more than he wanted to avoid the cross. Amen. God wanted you more than he wanted to not have to separate Jesus from himself. He wanted you more than what he paid. Amen. And that's why he paid it. Amen. So you like that delicious buttery popcorn. He had to have you. Amen. And the price seems steep, but he just had to have it. Amen. And so that's just something that has just helped me tremendously in looking at myself. You know, no matter what I feel or no matter what I think about myself or my call or, or whatever, where I'm at, I just think I was worth it to somebody to pay this price. And I mean, if you're worth it to that person to pay that price for you, don't you owe them something? Amen? I think about somebody that's in prison, you know, like a, a son maybe was thrown in prison. And his dad comes and bails him out. And his son comes and says, you know, I messed up, uh, screwed up. Thank you so much for getting me out of here. He's going to spend the rest of his life in prison, say. And his dad comes and gets him out somehow. And his dad says, hey, I need some help. Can you help me? I need some help with the family business. Can you help me with this? Wouldn't it be right for that son to come in and say, whatever you need. I'll scrub the toilets if I have to. I'll get down with a toothbrush on the tile, cleaning the grout. Amen. It doesn't have to be glorious because I owe you my life. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So good. Amen. Jesus didn't buy us as a slave, but he purchased us. He didn't even buy, he didn't purchase us. He purchased the opportunity to have us be in his family. Because you could turn him away. It wasn't even a guaranteed thing. You can turn away and say, no, I don't. But just the opportunity to get to know you, for you to be in his family, Jesus died for that. And not only died, suffered greatly for that. Yes. Amen. So if you ever have thoughts about not being worth anything, uh -huh. about not having value, mm -hmm. yep. just think about that. Yep. Amen. Amen. And seek the one that gave you that value, Amen. that assigned that value to you. Amen. Yes. It's owed. We talk about worshiping God throughout all eternity. You know, once we get to heaven, we're going to worship God forever. And I used to always think, wow, that's a, that's a lot. That's a lot of worship. But, you know, it's going to take eternity to say thank you enough for what he did for us. Amen. It's owed. So it's not that we're just going to fill all that time with praise. It's that that praise is required for what he's done for us. Amen. And just that thought alone makes me think, you know, when I see people in praise and worship, I was on the front row today, but on the stage, you know, you look out and just the way that people worship God, you wonder what... I mean, it shows what they, what they think. It shows where their mind's at. It shows what they're thankful for. It shows you know, what they believe God did for them. And sometimes that's not a whole lot, just depending on who, who you're looking at. Amen. Amen. But he, just, he paid that price just for the opportunity to get to know you and to have you in his family. Amen. That's why that price was paid. So you could help the family. Amen. Just like that son coming in and, and when Jesus rescued you, when he brought you in, he said, all right, you got this new life. I've made you a new creation. You're seated with me in heavenly places. You are a joint heir with me. Amen. Yeah. Now that you have all this, 
I need your help. I need you to do something. Amen. And I'm a firm believer when it comes to, we had talked about last week, people that are dealing with depression and uh, anxiety and just issues in their mind. And there are real issues that go on in people's minds. I, I understand that. But I've just found, and it may, I just hope you take it right, I've found that whenever I have been in those states of depression or feeling sorry for myself, the number one thing I'm thinking about is me. It's completely self-centered. Amen. And there's no condemnation on anybody if you're feeling like that, if you're feeling down, you're feeling like you have no value. But what you have to do, what what I believe and what has proved out in my life is whenever I take my life and I give it to God, I give it to someone else, I do something difficult, something inconvenient for somebody else, that is when you find your fulfillment. That's when you find happiness. Amen. Amen. And just sitting and feeling sorry for yourself, I mean, that's just a, it's just a cycle you're going to get in. It just keeps you going. Start thinking outside of that. Start thinking about people in your life that you could help. Start thinking about anybody that you could go out and help. Start thinking about seeking after God. Start thinking about what you could do for His kingdom. Start thinking about the plan that you have on your life. Amen. A plan that if you don't fulfill it, there's going to be a void in that plan. Amen. You're a part of the family. I, uh, this helped me a lot, too. Uh, years ago, you guys still in Mark 10? I totally skipped over it. Amen. That's all right. That's okay. We're moving on. We're, we're going. We're going. Amen. It's a good scripture. Just read it. Read it later. But uh, whenever uh, I lived with mom and dad, this was years ago, I remember walking out, and it was just a, a regular day, and we had a big, fat uh, dog named Zaius. He's a yellow lab. He was the most lovable cuddleable dog you've ever seen in your life. He loved getting pet. And I was walking out there, and just something came up in me when I looked over at him. And it just bubbled up in me. And I believe it was the Spirit just saying, in my kingdom, people want to be pets, and they don't want to be sons. And I looked at Zaius over there, and I, and I just kind of was thinking about that. And, you know, what does a pet do? They lay around. They don't do anything. They don't make any money, they don't pay any rent, they don't do any chores, unless you got a certain farm dog or something. They lay around, they, would, they do whatever they want, amen, and they expect that food bowl to be full every day. I want that food bowl full, and if that food bowl is not full and I'm not getting petted, and I'm not getting to run around and, and play, fetch, there's something wrong. Not with me, but there's something wrong with that other guy. There's something wrong with the the man in charge, amen? And I feel like that that is how a lot of people see their relationship with God. I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to go about my business. I'm going to live my life according to my plan. And that food bowl better be full come tomorrow morning. That bank account better have some more money in it. Because you need to provide for me. Amen? Amen. They want to be provided for, but they don't want to do anything. To help. And it's not that you're earning anything, but you just should be willing to help. You should be willing to do something for God. Amen? Now, you think about, he said, most people want to be pets and not sons. What is a son? That's someone, what do you expect of a son? You expect them to do something, you expect them to advance, you expect them to grow, you eventually expect them to take over. Amen? 
uh, to further your legacy. Yeah. Amen. You got to mow in the yard. I remember in, uh, in the summertime at our house, all I wanted to do was sit inside in the air conditioning all day, every day. And bless my dad, he would find something he, that he needed help with or whatever out in, the, out in the yard outside that he just wanted. And you know what? I w had a bad attitude at the time. I complained. I didn't like it. But that's just my role yeah. as a son. Yeah, right. When the dad calls and says, hey, go do that. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And have a good attitude about it. But God has made us sons. Like I said, he has set us in Christ. Amen. We are joint heirs with Christ. We have what Jesus has, according to that. And that means we have the responsibility that he has. Amen. In furthering his kingdom. In getting things moving. In seeking a move. In seeking his glory. Amen. Amen. So just examine yourself. What kind of mindset do you have toward God? Are you a pet? Or are you a son? If you're a pet, I recommend you start renewing your mind on the word. And, and start thinking about what you can do to move more into that role of being a son Amen. and being a help. Amen. 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 Even the, the most basic, I don't care where you are at in your life, the most basic thing you could do for God is to seek Him. Yep. You can get right off the, you can come right out of the world and be, you know, have all kinds of things under your belt that you've done wrong, but you can at least start seeking Him. Amen. And we're all at different places, you know, you're at different areas in your life, everybody is, but you can at least start seeking Him. And then once you start seeking Him and you start getting His will and His plan for your life, you go from there. You take it from there. Amen? Amen. You start just building on that and building on that. Amen? Amen. But there's something you could be doing right now for God. Yep. Amen? Right. And another thing that uh, has helped me tremendously is that my life is not all about me. And that's fine. And that's perfectly fine. That your life is not about you. Amen. And like I said, the cure for depression, the cure for those thoughts, is to stop thinking about you. Start being grateful for what you have. Amen. And stop just thinking about, oh, life's just so hard on me. I got all these disadvantages. I got all these problems. I got, uh, I just got issues. And, you know, that's like, that's like that dog. That's like that pet. Oh, I'm over here. I'm just doing my thing. And uh, I'm just waiting for the boss man to fix it. I'm just waiting for him to come, let, to come fill my food bowl. I'm just waiting on it. When as a son, he can say, hey, the plate, there's nothing on this plate here. Let me go make a sandwich. Because yeah. That's right. you have access. That's right. Amen. As a son. Amen. So instead of laying over there like the dog, thinking about not having your food bowl full, think about, I'm a son. Amen. I have access to the cupboard. Amen. Amen. I can get it whenever I want. Amen? Amen. But your life is not about you, okay? And there's this word that is floating around in the world that just is starting to annoy me. But it's fulfillment, you know. I want to feel fulfilled. I want fulfillment in my life. I, I just want to have a fulfilling career. And I, I want to think, when it comes to that, like, what if you went back in time to like a dock worker in the 1900s. And you said, sir, do you, do you feel fulfilled in your life? How's your, and I'm not making fun, but how's your mental health? How are you feeling? Are you okay? He wouldn't know what you're talking about. He's like, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I go to work and I go home and read the paper and go to bed. I don't know what you're, what are you talking about? This is just what I do. I'm just doing my thing. 
Amen. They don't get that. And so, and a lot of times those people were pretty fulfilled because they're doing something. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Right. That you can find fulfillment by doing something. Amen. Because I'll tell you, the least fulfilled I've ever felt is after spending all day doing exactly what I want to do, laying around not doing anything. <laughs> you'll feel about the least fulfilled you'll ever, ever feel if you do that. Amen. So if you want fulfillment in your life, it requires you to seek. Amen. To seek God. And like I said, to put yourself out there and be willing to take on responsibility. Like pastor was ministering on Wednesday night. Are you willing to go if God were to call you? Are you willing to do something? Not that he's going to in any certain situation or call you any certain thing, but are you at least willing? Would you be open? Amen? Amen. All kinds of people make mistakes trying to find fulfillment. A lot of marriages have had, had, had issues, move right out of the will of God, leave their pastor, leave their man of God because they want to be fulfilled. Amen. But like I said, your life is not about you. It's not just about you. Uh, this, this helped me tremendously in, uh, in California when Pastor Nancy was ministering at the Bible school. And uh, I had always had this in me, but I didn't know how to say it. And she just put it so elegantly and so uh, just perfectly. And she said, God is generation-minded. That means he's not just thinking about you. And your plan for your life. He is, but he's not just thinking. You're not the end result. Amen. When you look at the patriarchs, uh, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, each one was in spot to continue a legacy. Amen. Your life, your plan, the will of God for your life doesn't just affect you. The plan not being fulfilled in your life doesn't just affect you. Amen. And so just quit thinking about Okay, well, as long as I'm fulfilled, as long as I'm happy, that's all I'm looking for. If you would quit looking for fulfillment and just start taking things on for God, start seeking after Him, you would have fulfillment. Amen. But just stop seeking it. Just be willing to do what He says, and you'll have it. Amen. But on thinking generationally, uh, like I said, I'd always thought that, and... Uh, this would help, I think, a lot of young people to think like this generationally. That who you choose to marry, who you choose to have relations with, have sexual relations with, does not just affect you. That's right. And that decision is not only affecting your life. Right. Amen. One of the things when I was younger uh, that I had thought whenever I was looking for a wife was, I want to make sure that my wife is the best gift I can give to my kids. Amen? And, and I absolutely have that. Amen? Because, yeah, my children, they're going to have a good mom. Amen? Amen. And so you have to think about that, young people. Don't just settle for anybody that comes walking down the street. Amen? That's not devoted to God and devoted to the local church. Amen? Think about those kids. Think about that future generation. And even if you don't have natural kids, think about the spiritual lineage that your life could have. Amen? Who you could bless. Amen. Uh, another thing that's helped me tremendously is that your fulfillment in your life does not come from seeking pleasure and seeking comfort. 
And that is huge today. We love pleasure and we love comfort. We, I don't know what we'd do without air conditioning. Oh, man. We'd be, we'd be kicking up dust and, you know, how they used to do in the Old Testament and, uh, with sackcloth and ashes. We would just be, it'd be a tough time. But uh, your fulfillment, like I said, it doesn't come from you seeking pleasure and seeking comfort. And, you know, these, these here are a big problem that you've got to get control of. I don't know if you think it's a problem in your life, and you may have it under control. And just because it's not this, if it's four hours in front of the TV, I mean, come on. It's, so let's, it's not just the phones. Let's be fair. But if that's, amen, if that's all you're doing with your life, you're going to get to the end of your life and not have anything. Not have any fulfillment. Because you spend all your time getting little chemical reactions in your brain that make you feel good and not putting any effort into anything. Amen. Not sacrificing anything. Amen. True fulfillment, this is what I wrote down here. In my experience, true fulfillment comes from doing difficult things that I don't want to do when I don't want to do them for people that I love. Amen. And God's included in that. Doing difficult things you don't want to do when you don't want to do them for somebody else. Amen. Yeah, sounds hard. Yeah. <laughs> and in the moment, it is. It's simple, but not easy, I guess is the way I would say it. But, uh, yeah, that's been the most fulfilled I've ever been in my life, is after something like that. But, uh, you know, having you was worth more than comfort to Jesus. So is having him, is it worth more than comfort to you? When he was in the garden, sweating drops of blood, he said, I don't want to do it. It's going to be tough, but I'll do it for you and for your children. I'll do it. Amen. That wasn't very comfortable, but he did it. Amen. And we owe him at least that much back. So sacrifice some time on your phone watching TV. Seek him. Come to prayer. Pray on your own at home. Sometimes, you know, just when you're out and about, just pause when you're in town. Father, do you have anything that you would have me? Is there anything you have me do? You may get a direction. You may get, go to Starbucks and, you know, you get there and there's somebody there to witness to. Whatever. Amen? But just be, just live with him in your mind. Amen? Amen. And don't constantly just have distractions in front of you at all times. Amen. I know that uh, Brother Hagen, whenever he was bedfast uh, years ago when he was younger, that uh, Pastor Nancy was ministering on this the other day, that he had you know, a heart defect and basically just couldn't get out of bed. He didn't have enough energy to even get out of bed. And he would just read his Bible all day, every day. He was just constantly in, in the Word uh, and in his Bible. And there was a minister that came to check up on him, uh, just see kind of how he was doing. And they came in there, and, and the minister asked him, you know, said, what do you do all day? He said, well, I read the Bible. And then the minister, I guess wanting to give some levity, wanting to lighten the mood a little bit, he said, well, do you ever read the funny papers in the newspaper? you ever do that? you ever check those out? And he said, no, I don't. I never have. And he said, well, why not? And Brother Hagin said, I just don't have time. Because <laughs> in his mind, he's fighting for his life. Yeah. 
Amen. Amen. And he had all the time in the world from the natural, laying in bed all day. But in his mind, he didn't have time to be looking at that stuff. He was fully focused on the Lord, on seeking after him. And God used him. Amen? Now, if anyone could have felt sorry for themselves and complained and given up, it would have been somebody that's stuck in a bed for, I think, two years, however long it was. Can't even get out of bed. Amen? Can't even move. And yet he was able to overcome that. And just by seeking God and just seeing himself as a son, knowing that my answer is in the word, and I, my own responsibility, is to find what I need in the word and to take it. Amen. Amen. He wasn't just waiting around. But God could use you if you'd let him. That's the bottom line. If you're willing, if you're just open to being led, he could use you, and you could do something. And I'm not going to say it's always going to be easy or necessarily fun in the moment, but it'll be fulfilling. And you'll have a testimony. Amen. You'll have some difficult times, and that'll be a great testimony. It'll be a good story. I know there are guys, uh, there's a Navy SEAL that I watch on YouTube, and he said, you know, whenever things just get, because in the military, it basically, it's, it's, as far as I understand it, I've never been in the military, but as far as I understand it, it's never fun. It's very rarely fun. <laughs> you're always cold, or you're dirty, or you're tired, or you're hungry, something. It's never fun. And so a lot of times those things start compounding together where you got all those things you're dealing with at the same time. You're standing in mud up to your waist and having to fight up a hill or whatever. And uh, it's just bad. And he said, you know, sometimes I kind of like when it just gets really bad like that. Because he's like, you know, when I push through, what if I could make this thing work? What if I could push through this thing and get to the other side? He said, you know, you'll have a great story at the end of it. Amen. You'll get it done and you'll have a great story at the end of it. Amen. And we're not dealing with, you know, in America today, we're not dealing with anything that difficult, you know, as the church. You know, we have, we have principalities that we got to uh, combat, and we got to lift up our nation in prayer. But just our physical uh, bodies and our physical person is not being uh, affected like that. And we just need to toughen up. Amen. Amen. I've seen the memes. I don't know if you have to, but it's the guy's... Uh, He's like on his knees, like, Lord, he, I know you give your toughest battles to your strongest soldiers, you know, which is not, it's just, <laughs> but he's like, yeah, I know, but Father, this, take this cup from me, it's too much to bear. And then it just shows God looking down, he's like, I asked you to get up at 10 a.m. to go to church. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you have to do. <laughs> so, amen. It's not, it's not difficult on us, Amen. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to start winding it down. I think, I think you guys got the message. I don't want to, you know, beat a dead horse. But um, if you feel worthless, if you feel forgotten, that's good. Because you're in some good company. Amen. In the Bible, you read throughout the Bible, you're in some good company of people that could be used by God. Amen. Amen. And like Brother Hagin, you don't have time. And the body of Christ does not have time to, for you to just let your mind, just let the devil run away with your mind. Amen. Uh, we can go to, we'll have at least one scripture here. Uh, Romans, uh, Romans 12. Amen. I got too excited. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, Romans 12. 
This is a huge battle we got to fight. This is where our battle's at. Amen. Romans chapter 12 and verse number 1. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God. Amen. That's what we've been talking about. Which is your reasonable service. Amen. It's reasonable that you present your body as a sacrifice. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. Amen. So you have a fight to fight in your mind. Amen. And those thoughts are going to come. They come to everybody. But you just have to overcome. you got to get in the Word. Read through Ephesians. That will help you. Amen. If you need to know who you are. If you have any question about who you are. Amen. Amen. But a hefty price was paid for you. Gladly. Amen. You were worth the price. Amen. And the price was paid for a reason. Not just so you could sit and eat out of your little dog bowl. <laughs> but for you to get up and do something. Amen. To help out, to further the goal. Amen. And your life's not all about you. Those are just some, some points there. Amen. But um, your church family loves you. Amen. If you come to this church, we love you. We're here for you. Uh, and, you know, if you need something, just reach out. Just let us know. But um, we're committed to you. I know Pastor. I know he would, he would echo that as well. As a pastor, he's committed to you, to your well-being, to helping you, to feeding you the word. Amen. Amen. And so uh, we know everybody's coming from different situations, and we understand that. But the help is in the word. Amen. Amen. The help is in the word. And it may in your mind seem, okay, well, it's not that simple. Well, just be open that it is that simple. Amen. Just start there. Be open to the idea. Well, could it be? Could my answer be in the Word? Is it worth looking into? That's what Brother Hagin did. He, got, he was raised up off his deathbed, healed completely. Traveled the world for God. Amen. Amen. Well, go ahead. You go ahead and stand to your feet this morning. Like I said, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but I think you got it. Amen. You.